Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, I hope you're well. I hope you're good. I hope all is well with you and yours. I hope you are keeping safe. I hope you're vaccinated. <laughs> First of all, if you are not vaccinated, please go and get your vaccine. Um, if you're new to this podcast, this is Musings with Jesus. It's a daily Christian podcast where I talk about faith, life and love. My experience, my work with God. Today's title, of the, the title of today's episode is called A Slice of Eden. And those words were words that the Lord spoke to me like last week. Again, I will say if you have not listened to my musing about touched with the feeling of our infirmities, please go and listen to it maybe before this or after this because it sets the tone for everything that I'm going to be talking about over the next today and over the next few days. Um, I have gone through a series of experiences um, which I don't want to go into detail about on every podcast but if you go and listen to that one you will get the context for a lot of what I am about to say now. So for those of us who may have listened to it already you would know that in the past few weeks I have gone through (laughs) some situations and um there's a lot of things a lot of reflections that i've had over that period and um a lot of things that i've learned about god a lot of things that you know it was almost like a mount sinai experience because there was a lot of alone time you know what i'm saying (laughs) when when you that's one thing you have you you have a lot of you know you have time you have a lot of time on your own and um so it it was it was there were times that there was so much quiet, so much silence. The only voice I could hear was the Lord's. And it was... I mean, I've been through stuff in my in my life. I would say this one. I can't honestly say that I can think of anything that was more challenging than, than what I went through in the past three weeks. I can't think of any. Maybe there are other things that are more challenging. But, you know, right now, I, I, I struggle to equate any of the things that I've been through with it it was it was pretty tough but you know the Lord was with me through it all but the title of today's musing like I said is a slice of eating and this is these are the words that came to that the Lord spoke to me as I was coming out of this trial and I pray that he will help me to be able to articulate what he shared with me because I think it's important for me to document it as well as to share and for others to you know whoever god will lead to hear this so first of all if we start off from we all know about the garden of eden we know that god created you know the 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 garden of eden and he created man and he planted him in eden and um there was something special about eden because eden was a place where not it wasn't just even though it was on earth, it's, it was a place where heaven and earth met because God, the Bible tells us that God used to come down, you know, and walk through the garden. And then when man sinned, how you know that Eden was not just a normal place, was that when man sinned, God had to cast him out of that garden and into the, into the normal world. So Eden was on earth, but it was also... A heavenly place it was heaven on earth so it was 
earthly enough for man to live on it was definitely not in heaven it was on earth because the bible tells us that i mean everything about the garden you know it was on earth it wasn't in heaven but it was a place where heaven and earth met so in fact as i'm thinking about it now because when man sinned god had to cast him out of that garden but he was the rest of the earth that god put him in he was it was fine that earth could contain the sinful man so if we read genesis chapter i think it's three from verse 24 it says so god drove therefore the lord god sent him forth from the garden of eden to till the ground from whence he was taken so he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life so this eden was somehow it was it was it's almost like a portal i would say so it was a place a meeting point between heaven and earth and it's amazing that even though the earth was very big man was only living in that garden when you know for all intents and purposes all of man's existence was in that garden and it was a place of self-sufficiency god sufficiency you know a place of happiness and joy even though it was on earth so it was the most perfect representation of what god's ideal for earth heaven on earth could be like without actually being in heaven <laughs> if you know what i mean so but anyways man said that he got cast out of that garden of eden so and this concept of eden i think was it was when i came across bibleproject.com that this interpretation of eden being the place where heaven and earth meets you know i i got it from that and it sort of like stuck with me because it made sense and it's scriptural and thinking about what god has been trying to do since then it's like he's trying to take us back to eden and eden not just to that garden but to that place where heaven meets earth and we see that concept come again when jesus when the disciples asked jesus how should we pray and he says pray that our father who is in heaven hallowed be thy name that will be done on earth as it is in heaven so there's something about heaven god doesn't want what happens in heaven to remain in heaven he wants heaven on earth that's what he tried to create in eden that's what he's trying to create in us so i have said in previous musings that i am going i'm on a journey of learning relearning and unlearning learning things i did not know before relearning things that i have known before that i may have forgotten and unlearning a lot of nonsense that i have been taught that i have believed that i have misunderstood now i think in all of this the learning portion maybe 30 percent the relearning maybe 20 percent in fact but the unlearning is like more than half of it i would say as I'm going back to the scriptures and part of that unlearning is this perception that we have that Christianity is about us or that not understanding that there's a bigger picture beyond my life and that when God comes into my life it's not just because he wants to save me he loves me he wants me to come to the knowledge of the truth but he wants my life to be a representation of heaven and earth and this is not about 
you know trying to be holy or pretentious or whatever people say it's about people having an encounter with god through me through my life in the same way as if you were in the garden of eden anything that makes you be in the garden of eden you will experience god because it is the place where heaven meets the earth in the same way it should be impossible for anyone to have an encounter an experience a relationship with me and not come out of it feeling like they have met the lord what that means is that even in my times of trial i am a slice of eden it means even in terms of times of pain times of sorrow i will still continue to be a slice It means that regardless of what I'm going through, God should still be able to touch others through me. This was what I learned through the experience that I went through. And I'll read just a few scriptures that talk about this. In the book of Matthew chapter 5, I believe it was, Jesus said from verse 13, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, what way shall it be salted? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So verse 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. What it means is that the light of God that is in you, it should shine in such a way that anybody that relates with you has had an experience with the Father which is in heaven. In other words, you are your life should be a slice of Eden. My life should be a point at which a place in which heaven and earth meets. The Bible says in another scripture that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I, I'm I'm praying that God will communicate the heart of what He put in my heart when He said this. He said to me. You know, he, 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 it's so funny. Throughout that experience, even while I was in hospital, he made me minister to so many people. There were people that he gave me a word for. There were people that I counseled. There were people that I prayed with. It took me some time to realize that just like a scorpion will always sting or and you know a a how would i say cotton will always be soft light must always shine and what better place for light to shine than in the midst of darkness that's what he's saying here a city that is set upon a hill cannot be hid The Bible also says, and you see, this is why, this is strange because we are taught in all of our situations to seek our own well-being. So in that situation, I should have been razor sharp focused on my health, my healing, and praying for God to heal me. And don't get me wrong, I was focused on that. I was focused on Him. But it's not just about me. Because even in the midst of that, there were other people who needed the God that I have who God was 
I mean, really, the, the, from God's perspective, like, shall I are sorted. So all I just need to do is stay with me on this. I'm here with you. This other person needs help. So take your eyes off what's wrong with you because I've got you covered and help this person. Allow me to use you to help this person. It doesn't make sense. But then that's God for you. So he says in Matthew 6 that we should seek ye first the kingdom of his God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That he knows the things that we need and that we should not seek after the things that we need. So in that situation, God knew that I needed healing. But he didn't want me to be so focused on that healing that I would close my eyes to the needs of others and to the things that he could use me to do even in that context. And it was as I began to take my gaze off my own challenges, my needs, that God began to lead me through the path of healing and health righteousness that was right for me at that time it is never about us alone and I now read this scripture where Jesus said in Luke chapter 9 verse 23 that if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me in fact as I read this just now taking up his cross daily means that why would God tell us to take up a cross daily because he knows that the cross that I will take today will be different from the one that I will take yesterday and that there is a cross for every day and definitely the cross that I had to carry for the last three weeks I have never carried it before many times I, I felt God this is too much for me to carry And it says that even in carrying that cross, I need to deny myself and follow him. In fact, reading this now, it makes me so emotional because this was exactly what my journey was about. I had to learn how to deny myself. In other words, take my gaze away from my own challenges, what was going on with me. Take up this cross of faith, of love, of, of selflessness, and most importantly, I needed a lot and to be able to follow him because you know when the Bible says that he leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, it's so true. Because what I found was that there was a path of healing for me to follow. I just and I needed to follow him. He was leading me out. I could feel it. I could feel it. In fact, for me, the whole experience was more of a spiritual thing than the physical. The physical condition was quite bad in some stages. I mean, when I mean bad, as in it was, it wasn't bad, 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 but it was, it was. How would I say? It was. It, yeah, it it really was constraining. Let's put it that way. It was constraining. It was constraining. It was really constraining, limiting. You know what I'm saying? very quite uncomfortable but I could feel his leading you know he kept leading me things I should do things I should say things I should think and there was a lesson for me throughout all that period you know because I listen to I, I tend to listen to a lot of secular music I couldn't listen to any of those music I, I, you know 
it had to i was feeding on a daily diet of scripture worship songs i even not i couldn't it wasn't even all worship songs i could listen to mostly don Moen, ron cannoli you know it was very very a very strict diet spiritual and physical so I, I think I would just leave it there and then when I was coming out of it the Lord said to me you know Shoba you are a slice of Eden everybody that comes in contact with you must experience and encounter me it's just the way it is and regardless of what you're going through that must never change because you are a slice of Eden so what I'm realizing is that God has never that dream of Eden God hasn't given up on it in fact the reason why he sent Jesus back to heaven after the resurrection is so that he can recreate Eden in the lives of so many people on the earth and that's why he keeps saying let your light so shine God does not want his light to be for me alone otherwise he would have said let your light so shine that it will benefit you and make your life better which is what we are doing now but what he's saying is let your light so shine that it will impact other people and they will experience God and heaven will come down to earth in their lives and they will give that glory back to to, to, to the Lord they will be reconciled unto God have an experience with him and the, their fellowship with God will restore in fact they will be impacted with the Lord and God will, that journey will continue as it has in your life as well God wants to recreate Eden so I am supposed to be a slice of Eden you are supposed to be a slice of Eden we are all supposed to be a slice slices of Eden until God can create recreate that whole garden of Eden experience again on the whole earth I don't know if I have communicated the spirit of what I'm saying but all I'm saying is and I pray that the Holy Spirit will fill in the gap for whatever it is I am unable to do but let's just say that I am learning that as long as I am in this world just like Jesus said I am the light of the world I am learning that it is not about me that Christ in me the hope of glory is not just about me and that in whatever situation I find myself if I can only connect to what God's divine purpose is for me I will receive the power and the grace to not only come out of that situation but also bless other people in the process and I believe that if the devil realizes or the enemy realizes that in fact getting me into trouble or putting me in contrary situations just creates opportunity for me to show forth God's grace and mercy he will be more careful about the situations that he brings me into it's not about us this whole self-focused Christianity that we are being taught self-improvement, self-actualization it is not of God 
there's this song that Don Moen sang when he says, Lord, I offer my life, everything that I've been through, use it for your glory. That's what the Lord wants. He wants you a 90-day slice of eating. I will leave it at that this point because I believe that the Lord will do what he will with these words. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in Jesus' name. Amen.